Hey there, this is your host, Steph Naval, and welcome to the Advocate Podcast. For today's episode, we'll be talking about how to learn the law and to serve the people. Now, our next guest is a fourth-year Juris Doctor student at the Atenea Law School. He is also the president of Council of Interns of the Atenea Human Rights Center. He is also the administrative committee head of Atenea Central Bar Operations. Now, without further ado, I would like to introduce my dear friend, Ives Medina. Hi, Ives. Hello, Steph. Hello, everyone. Hi, it's great to see you again. Yeah, it's great to see you too. So, Eves and I met because we are both in the Ateneo Human Rights Center as interns, and Eves is my president. So, yes, <laughs> Mr. President. Um, so, he, today he'll be sharing to us about how to learn the law and in order to serve the people. So, Eves, is it okay if you could share with us um, your experience or how or why you got into law in the first place and your advocacies now? Okay, um, you know what, Steph, like, I didn't really plan to go to law school, nor did I dream of becoming a lawyer. Um, back in undergrad, I took big communication with ma- major in speech comm and minor in broadcast communication. So I saw myself producing films, making documentary. So that, that's the profession that I'd like to practice before. And But during my undergrad years, I was also active in student politics. Um, I was part of a student political organization in UP and also Akbayan Youth, the youth wing of Akbayan Citizen uh, Partilis. So I was involved in grassroots um, advocacy, uh, promoting um, grassroots advocacy, going to the community, um, raising some particular issues or pressing issues that concern them. So during my undergrad years, I saw how the law impact, um, how, how big the impact of the law to people, especially to the oppressed, powerless, and marginalized. And then um, I graduated in 2016, and it was the presidential election then. The President Duterte got elected, and there were a lot of apprehensions and fears with his policies, with his um, campaigns. And I thought, oh, probably I'd like to know the law because I would want to know how to defend myself if ever. As a, as a human rights advocate, I feel like I'm my life is threatened. So it started there. Like, okay, what if I study law and um, in order to, you know, protect not only myself, but also the people that I'm working with, or the people that um, I meet, especially the vulnerable ones. Like I know how the law can be used not only to protect them, but sometimes how the powerful can use the law to um, oppress them. So I thought maybe it's good that I know and I understand the law in order for me to protect them. And that's why I think that's really the impetus why I decided to go to law school and not to pursue my dream of producing films and documentaries. Wow. What actually, Ives has a YouTube channel. So I'm <laughs> sure that's where you put your film and passions into it. So that's really nice. So if you guys also want to check him out, he has studied tips for law school. I was talking yeah. to him now. I was like, wow, his videos are so nice. It's so, <laughs> me, um, jokes pa and then the editing. Nice. I actually appreciate film. I'm not a good film editor, but I do, yeah. a, I'm an appreciator of film. So, <laughs> so yeah. So thank you for sharing about that. But yes, Thank you so much for Ives. So um, 
right now, given that your experience with HRC and your advocacy and story behind um, why you wanted to serve others, do you have any advice or tips for law students first mm-hmm. of how they can cultivate this passion and to do it while still being in law school? Okay, um, that's a good question. Uh, for me, kasi, like, ever since first year, my mindset was, if I studied the law, I would want to study it reminding myself that there are people behind the text of the law, like humanize the law really. Um, so my principle when I study the law that I don't restrict them to mere letters and to mere jurisprudence. So um, I remind myself that behind this are real people. So um, when I try to understand or learn a new law, I ask myself na, why is it there? Why is it like this? So sometimes I think that strategy works when it comes to better learning the law. Because, you know, if you don't question the law, I mean, laws must reflect the needs of, of the society, of people that these laws are trying to protect. So when they fail to do that, then we have to change the law. So I think number one tip, for law students when they study the law is not to be like a robot and to just memorize and parrot the law. I think it's important that you always try to um, have in mind that you have to humanize the law and you always try to, when you read the law, when you try to master and memorize it, you you think of how it, how the law is being applied or um, what does this law mean when you try to apply it in real life? So in that case, or when you do that, it will be easier for you to understand, oh, kaya pala siya ganun, or kaya pala siya ganito. It's because this is what the law is trying to um, to do. So I think yun talaga, for me, until now, when I read cases, when I read laws, humanize the law. Like I remind myself, there's a reason behind this law. So ayun, I think that's a, especially if you would want to uh, be involved in um, alternative lawyering or in promoting human rights as while you are a law student, I think um, that's one um, practical tip that I could um, give, like really humanize the law. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I really agree with you, Ives. Um, I'm, just to add now, I think another way, a good way of humanizing the laws because recently I started reading a lot of political books that involved and it was political books specifically after my first year so it was a different mindset as then when they would cite the constitution they would cite certain historical events um, like the people people power or the um, local farmers that I see it humanized and I hear the stories of farmers so I can recommend these books I'll actually be discussing these books in the podcast so if you the listeners are interested they can hear more about these books and see how it's more humanized and it's really great especially when I'm a lover of history I really love history and the law is also a documentations of lessons and historical events that happened in the past and how the Supreme Court decided to resolve things how lawmakers and policymakers are able to evolve and develop the jurisprudence and the laws. So thank you so much for that, Deves. Now, how about for, since there are some listeners who are not law students, but yet still advocate for sectors like women's rights, some children's rights, or even um, IP rights, do you have any advice for them when it comes to 
I guess maybe in studies and learning in general of when it comes to pursuing advocacies. I think it's really important that you you really involve yourself in with the community, like you engage yourself with the community because you're going to learn a lot um, with them. Like, ako talaga my perspective is when we go to the community, it's not that the community needs us. It's more of um, I will learn a lot from them because I cannot, you know, fight for human rights without knowing what they are currently experiencing. And also, I I hope that when we us who have resources, like we study uh, the law or we have the privilege to go to different conferences to learn more about um, certain advocacies, um, we, I hope we don't go to the community having the mindset that we're there to save them. Because yes, always, I agree with you. It's not always the case that they need saviors, like they need superheroes. So I think we, we, if we want to like immerse the communities, let's remove the mindset that oh, we're privileged and we're here to help you. We have the resources, we're here to extend them to you. So it's not like that. I think when you go to immersion, it's more of you um, learning more about the community, learning more about what they are currently experiencing. And sometimes, you know, the hardest questions, legal questions that were asked uh, to me were not those that were asked inside law school. It were uh, Those questions were those asked by people in the community. Like, they asked, like, very practical, like, things that they currently experience. And they asked me, what does the law say about this? And, oh, no. <laughs> I'm not sure what the whole Oh no. Is. So I think it's really it's really important if you whether you're a law student or not and you are engaged in promoting human rights, you engage with the community that you know that concerned your particular advocacy because it you're going to learn more about the advocacy if you interact with them and um when you work with them. It's not always I will fight for you. It, should be I will fight with you because yes. um, I think we're not in their position so we are viewing things from a different perspective so it's important that we learn what they really want what they are currently experiencing and what they really need as of the moment or um, yeah what they really need because we cannot impose on them now oh this is what you need because this is equality like that. Yeah. We cannot impose to them the concept of justice or the concept of equality that we know. Because sometimes it's different. Like when we had the immersion, I saw how simple their life is. But at the same time, I saw how inaccessible some basic services are to them. And I asked myself, now, but they're happy. They're, uh, they're having... Parang they're peaceful. Um, they seem to have no problem. Well, aside from some land issues, but you yes. know they have, they have access to what they need, and they have a simple life. And then I asked myself, you know, my life is very different. Like you know, the life in the city is very different. And I'm asking whether you know, um, there are a lot of things that I am currently enjoying that I think they should also be enjoying too. So that's my is it right for me to like, mm. oh, they're not actually having a, a quality life because they don't have access to this. But, you know, 
that's wrong, I guess. That's my reflection when I was in my immersion. Like, they're happy, they're a happy, simple life. Yeah. But, you know, this is not the life that I know. So, yeah. parang, so, it's really a learning experience that when you go to the community, it's not as if you impose to them what they should be having. So, it's... I agree. It's really important to listen to them and, you know, parang, look at things from their perspective. So, if you're in engaged in advocacy work, it's really important that you work with the sector that um, your advocacy falls to. Yes, I really agree. Thank you so much, Aves. I think that was very well said. So if um, you don't have any other insights you'd like to share, would you have any shout-outs you'd like to give? Um, Shout-out to the Human Rights Center. For um, this opportunity, because I did not for Atene Human Rights Center, probably we could not have met. Or I, I mean, oh, that's so true. Close. That yeah. is so true. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, I again. And also to my friends na lang then in law school. So yeah. yes, I love it. So yeah, thank you so much. You guys can follow Ives. Oh, Ives, what are your social yeah. media um handles and platforms? Yeah. Um, my Twitter and Instagram handle is at Ives Medina. So, YBS Medina. Yes, nice. Thank you so yeah, much, Ives. You mentioned earlier my YouTube channel. Yeah, follow, <laughs> subscribe to his YouTube yeah. channel also. <laughs> yes. Also, yeah. Yay. All right. Thank you so much, Ives. Okay, bye-bye. Uh, bye. Hey, advocates. Thank you so much for tuning in into this episode. If you have any comments or suggestions of topics that we can still discuss in this podcast in the future, feel free to contact me at underscore Steph Naval on Instagram or Twitter. So thank you so much and have a good day.